Hey guys, it's uh, Cam Stewart here with your Fantasy Sports Radio Update. Coming up, the DFS and Gambling Hours, so stick around. We'll go through all the games, NCAA Hoops, Conference Tournament, NBA Hockey, and everything else betting. Stick around on the network. Big news in the NFL today, the Kansas City Chiefs working on a potential record-setting deal for receiver and electrifying return man Tyreek Hill. Not done yet, but they're working on the framework of a deal. They've already franchised tag D Ford, reportedly making pass rusher Justin Houston available to trade for the rest of the NFL, so they're open up some room in hopes of signing Tur- Hill long-term. This guy broke out in 2018. He's been on fire every year. 1,479 yards receiving, 14 touchdowns, a punt return touchdown as well. The Chiefs leading the NFL in total offense and points last year. The 5'10 speeder, speedster will become a free agent in 2020 if not signed. He's named to his third straight Pro Bowl. Arguably the fastest man in the entire National Football League. The current top contract at the wide receiver position is five years, $90 million for Odell Beckham Jr. The Giants signed back in August. In a non-surprise move here, kind of a, a move that upset Giants fans. Safety Landon Collins will not be franchise tagged by the G-Men. The Giants allowing him to walk out the door. He's a three-time Pro Bowler, first-time All-Pro in 2016. Defensive captain, missed only five games in four years and is just 25 years old. Giants nation, very, very sad of unpopular move with the nation there. The Patriots not going to use a franchise tag on three guys. Trey Flowers, Trent Brown, and kicker Steven Oskowski. One of these guys were thought to have the franchise tag, but none of them have been named. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers reaching a three-year deal with left tackle Jonathan Smith. It's worth $41.25 million, 27 of that guaranteed. A couple news just in right now. The Rams releasing linebacker Mark Barron, and the Baltimore Ravens have released Pro Bowl veteran safety Eric Weddle just minutes ago. Yankees ace Luis Severino scratched from the spring standing tart with shoulder discomfort, but the pinstripes are actually breathing a sigh of relief. It could have been worse. He's going to be shut down for a couple weeks after an MRI revealed an inflamed rotator cut could have been worse than that. Severino will receive an injection and anti-inflammatories before resuming his throwing program. It's unlikely that Severino will be ready to pitch on opening day. He was supposed to be their starter. Bryce Harper already uh, Gabe talked about this. Is this collusion? Well, the Philly star says he's planning to let uh, Mike Trout know to join him in the city of brotherly love when Trout reaches free agency next year. Harper says if you don't think I'm going to call Mike Trout in 2020 you're crazy. The Twins, Miguel Sano, more problems there. Out expected until May after under going a foot procedure. It's the latest setback for Sano, who struggled at the dish in 2018. He's a home run hitter, but missed tons of time with a knee injury in just 71 games. He hit 199, 13 dingers. The Mets hiring ESPN Baseball and as Jessica Manzoza to their front office today. LeBron, hey, not going to shut it down. The Lakers, though, hey, man, we talked about this team. They're five and a half games back of the Spurs for the final playoff spot in the West. They have 18 games left, and guys, Remember at the start of the year, a lot of bets being made, $50,000 bets on the Lakers game. And you know, before the start of the season, they were minus 500, minus 540 to make the playoffs. So a lot of people with big bets on the Lakers to make the playoffs in very, very big jeopardy right now to lose a lot of cash. UFC news, uh, Jose Aldo and Alexander Volkarovsky has been named for the 11th May 11th card in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. NHL meetings, GMs drafting a provision in which players will lose their helmet during a play. They must immediately go to the bench or face a penalty if they don't do so. The league is also making helmets mandatory during pregame warm-ups. Nearly a year after that bus crash that left 16 dead and 13 injured. Finally, the last humble Bronco player released from hospital. That's great news. Morgan Goebel's family announced today he'll be finally three. 
33 days in a hospital. Champions League action today. Shockers all over the pitch. Three-time defending champ Real Madrid out of the Champions League round of 16. Ajax shocking Madrid 4-1. They won 5-3 on aggregate. In seven days, Real Madrid have been knocked out of the Copa del Rey, the La Liga title, and now the last 16s in Champions League. They won it three times in a row and four of the last five years. And Tottenham, they blanked Borussia Dortmund 1-0. The Hotspur win 4 to nothing on aggregate there. Six games in the NBA hardwood. We're going to go through everything on the DFS Hour. Some real good games there tonight. NCAA hoop action. Uh, Zion Williamson out for a four straight game for Duke. They're playing Wake Forest. Duke is laying 26 in this game. Total 153. And as we mentioned, huge busy night in the NHL. Lots of big favorites and underdogs there. We'll go through the 10-game card. So stick around, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart. He's Gabe Morenci. This this is Red Heat and Rage Radio, the betting DFS hour, picks, 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 and a whole lot more. Stick around. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadu. He'll break down the college tournaments and college board tonight with us as well. So stick around, everybody. Red Heat and Rage betting hour coming up next. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Game time decisions. Red Heat Major Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, lineup block live. Uh, our NBA lineup actually killed it last night. We finished in 156th place out of 11,000 people. And uh, for our efforts, we won $8. Uh, but I only put a dollar in. I only put a dollar in. I can start. Uh, tonight I put, I entered the $4 uh, tournament. So uh, I should raise it. Up. 32. 32. Would One be of these better days. than eight, but. <laughs> one of these weekends, uh, one of these weekends, I'll lay it down. I'll, I'll go hard. I'll put a couple of hundred, and I'll try to hit. Uh, try to because you can't win. You're not going to win big bucks entering a dollar tournaments, and even you know this one's four dollars. I think uh, there's one hundred fifty thousand dollars in prizes, but you know it's it's hit or miss. But we had this real solid lineup last night. I think we have a pretty good lineup tonight. I might have went a little bit too uh, a little bit too over the top uh, with value. But uh, we'll find out. We'll share our lineup with you. Uh, college conference tournament start tonight. Horizon League basketball um, this evening. Their format is um, there's like two quarterfinal games tonight. And there's another two games tomorrow on their, uh, like, like at. So you're like, you're on the road. So teams are hosting games, basically. It's not a neutral court. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not a neutral court. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they'll have a neutral court for their final four. They'll play in Detroit for their their when they get down to the four teams. Only eight teams make their tournament, so it's an elimination game uh, tonight between Cam's Wright State Raiders and uh, Indiana Purdue, uh, laying seven and a half. Uh, Wisconsin uh, Wisconsin Green Bay or Wisc Green Bay. That's right. Are uh, laying two and a half actually uh, tonight to uh, Illinois Chicago. I actually like the home team there in Green Bay. We'll talk a little NBA as well. Give you our picks. Cam, I assume you've got uh, NHL lineup for us. I do. I do, Gabe. I have a NHL line. Working on a couple of things there. Very busy night, 10 games. But, uh, yeah, I got, had some uh, Mitch Marner getting it done for the Leafs last night. But the guy who wins the big money, no one expected this one. Fourth liner, Tyler Ennis, with a hat trick. He was like 30-something. I think it was like 3400 bucks. Huge game. The Leafs' fourth line, Ennis, has been on fire. Another Sabre doing great things with other teams. Just like Leonard and the Islanders. Everybody leaves Buffalo. They become a better player. 
Now, this is this is something I'm going to bring up uh, with Big Man on campus. I just tweeted this out. This really is the craziest thing I've ever seen in sports. It's like over the top. So it's uh, Turkish football, Division Three in Turkey. And it says, disturbing scenes yesterday after uh, Ahmed Spore player Mansour Kalar allegedly took a razor blade onto the pitch against uh, Skyer Skaspor and slashed uh, four players. And it's on video. Oh my God. It's on video. And everyone he touches, everyone he goes up to, you know, like he pats someone on the back trying to friendly and the guy acts like, what the hell? The players after took pictures. Like, they got carved up, dude. The Turkish players, they took needles and, and razor blades onto the field to try to injure the other team during the game. They got away with it. Unbelievable. Yeah, crazy. It's on my Twitter, at SportsRate, if you guys want to see it. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. debate about uh, Kyler Murray um, and uh, the odds, man. I told people last week, two weeks ago, I saw a bookmaker had odds up and it was uh, Kyler Murray to be drafted in the first nine and a half selections of the NFL oh draft. My God. I said slap. Really? I was like, man. And people argued. Ranieri argued with me. Other really? people were like, you're crazy. Yeah, he's going to go like oh he'll go God. 13th or 15th. I said, as if. You think the guy gave up baseball without already being personally told by people? Yeah, yeah, don't worry. You're going. You're going top five. You know what I mean? You're going top three or whatever. You know, now uh, FanDuel Sportsbook uh, has a new prop out, and it's basically like who's going to be drafted first, Nick Bosa or Kyler Murray? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, so now now that's what the debate is. Was he plus um, one thirty or forty now? I think the last time I yeah, saw him in the exactly. FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. You could have got him at nine and a half. Oh my God, Morency. That's like we buy a penny no, stock not, and it blows up. Not plus nine fifty. It was over. No, under. no, no. Over under draft selection yeah, nine, nine and, and a half, half, which is a lock. Yeah, that's a lock. There's no way he's going to get through three teams, four teams. No way. No, oh no, God. no. Exactly. All right, so let's bring in a big man on campus right now. You can follow my Twitter at uh, Jeff Nadu. And uh, big man, I don't know if you saw him. Look on my Twitter right now. I just tweeted out a story. I don't know if you saw this. It's from Turkey, third division Turkey. Uh, a medspor, the soccer team, a medspor. They were taking on uh, Sakaryaspor, and uh, the player Mansur Kalar actually took a razor blade, and they think maybe needle as well. And there's video of it. He took a razor blade, and every time he came into contact with another player, he cut them. 
So, like, you know what I mean? Like, he patted someone on the back, like, oh, sorry, after a tackle, but he was really stabbing the guy. And, like, you look at the video, each guy, like, he goes and he taps, like, he sort of, you know how soccer players always sort of grab each other by the back of the neck? He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. He had a razor blade. He's cutting the guy's neck up, uh, big man. Check out the pictures. I've seen, I've, yeah, I've seen her a lot of crazy shit. This is next level. Yeah, <laughs> this is very morbid, maniacal behavior. I I don't know what. I mean, this is down. I mean, this is criminal, obviously. Yeah, I mean, like they, the Joker in a Batman movie wouldn't even do this. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> it's like just so. It's just so like diabolical. Yeah, I'm gonna come out with a little razor blade. I'm gonna cut everybody up today. It's just yeah, very out. very odd. Yeah, he he's definitely gonna be gone forever, and he's gonna probably go to jail for it. Maybe he's insane. We don't know. Uh, but the yeah, mental health obviously is not just a problem. No, the team's denying it. They're like, "How dare you <laughs> accuse us of this?" Yeah, yeah. I guess they're firing back. You liar! Well, guys, it's on video. <laughs> like you see, he stabs a guy in the ass. Yeah. Like he walks yeah. by and he pats a guy in the ass, and you see the guy sort of jump. Like, like what the hell? And and after a look, I tweeted the pictures of the of the scars on the players after yeah. the game. Yeah, very. I wouldn't have let it get this far. I would have killed the guy. I would have attacked the guy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, wouldn't you feel like you get stabbed or something, or you get caught? You wouldn't like wonder where that come from out of the air. After that's a that's another stab. After you get stabbed the ninth time, guys, right? Like, yeah, it's like I gotta wonder what is And another thing is, you said there could have been a needle or a rusty razor blade. Where did he get these from? Was there some heroin junkie? And like, like, who who, who used? Is it a brand new needle? Was it used before? Like, there's a lot of things that we can uh, talk about here in a court of law. Who used these products before? Like, this is bad news, man. Court of law, crazy turkey. Stop, I mean, stop, that's cool. Judy over there. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, I've seen like um, obviously violence in football, but like on the pitch yeah. between players is I'm very yeah, odd. Very, this is the weirdest. Thing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Sure. Well, of course, of course, it opens up to uh, the uh, uh, the one-liners on Twitter here. Yeah. Somebody uh, responds. I heard he's an attacking midfielder. It's uh, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although. <laughs> this is my favorite one. <laughs> Some guy. This is not on my Twitter. It's like it's on on the the, the feed of the of the tweet. Some guy uh, says, "If you can't take a shank onto the pitch and slash your opponent anymore, the game's gone." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like a, this is like something you would see in like a you know a state a prison or something. This, this is very yeah. It's very odd. A very, very, it's very like the last Boy random. Scout. Remember when the running back just starts busting a gun up, shooting the linebackers? <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen Sometimes a I wish my teams would do that. <laughs> Did you ever see last year, Gabe, uh, that Greek uh, owner in soccer brought a gun onto the pitch? Did you ever see that? It was like yeah, last year. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. use it or anything. But, but yeah, it's, Load it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> FIFA's going to have to do something about this guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is third string. But it's like people are tweeting me now, and they're saying what's strange is they're not even, like, bitter rivals, these two teams. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like they're... Uh... It could just be he's got mental health problems, and he just went nuts, you know? Who knows? I mean, it's third level. Uh, they're not being paid particularly well. It's not like they have... You're not superstar players, and they're being, you know, guarded and stuff. So, no, who knows, who knows what his beef is? Sure. Uh, supposedly, like the, supposedly, one of, 
supposedly one of the teams said, I guess the opposing team, the kid, the team that he plays on said it was something to do with fans or something, but that doesn't make any sense. Johnny Blaze says, no wonder Cantor doesn't want to go back to Turkey. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. Yeah, uh, if Cantor sure. goes back to Turkey, it's going to be worse than a few razor blade scratches. Yo. Trust me. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. Uh, Craig in Halifax, what, what happened to just biting someone's ear off? <laughs> it's so it's sinister. It's just a little, like... Like I said, Cam, when I played hockey, Cam, like, uh, I used to, like, ruin the ice in, like, the crease, like, yeah, after the it. second period. If you're a goalie, chop exactly. it up. Yeah, no, you know the drill. Like, I'd really do. So, big man, like, so on ice, so I was a goalie, and I wouldn't be back on that end for the rest of the game. So, yep. I'd basically make, like, big holes, like, in the ice. Imagine, like, potholes big. and stuff. Big divots. And then yeah. I'd cover them up a little bit with snow so you couldn't see them. But then either – so the <laughs> other goalie would either fall or the puck would act all weird. You know what I mean? Like, can the drill, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's a little thing. Like, I've done stuff like that. You know, I've slashed people with my stick, but – I never thought, Cam, let me put some barbed wire on the edge of my goalie stick here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hanging out in front of the net. Ding, 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 ding. I'm bleeding the back of my legs. (laughs) What? I think the the weirdest soccer thing I've ever seen up until today was when Luis Suarez was just, like, biting people out of nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had this weird biting thing. But, yeah, this, this takes the cake as one of the weirdest events I've ever seen in sports. Yeah, like this is this is right up there with um, like the mouse goes the right palace to, is pretty bad, but like this is that's yeah, a fight though. Mouse oh, at the palace was overrated. Yeah, but that was fight. overrated. But they got yeah. it, but no, they got into fight with fans. Like I, I, that's a, I thought that was yeah. nah. Bad. Hockey never, that used to happen all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, dude, a hockey coach, coach for skates. A hockey coach. Yeah. yeah, Mike Milbury once climbed over the glass, big man, went into the stands. The the entire team <laughs> did, and it was hockey. <laughs> Big Boston Bruin guys were like throwing people downstairs and stuff. I guess I, I guess that was before my time, but yeah, no, I guess yeah, no, but you remember, even... Cam? Mike Milbury took his his shoe fell off in the melee. Yeah. The coach's shoe fell off, <laughs> and he grabs his shoe and he just starts smacking the crap out of this fan with his shoe. <laughs> people are like pulling the coach yeah. off, and it was no malice, or anything. Like people don't even talk about it. It was yeah. like, oh yeah, that came out, whatever. That was nothing. Like you know, even right? Ty Domi, even Ty Domi in Philadelphia, where that fan, the Florida yeah. fan, was going nuts, and yeah, he went right through the, the glass and fell into the worked over. Yeah. <laughs> big, big mistake, fan. <laughs> don't free game. Who was the announcer, Cam? It was the Leaf guy at the time. I don't know who it was, but it was like. Get him, Ty, get him! Like, he was so happy when the guy <laughs> fell over the bus. <laughs> get him, Ty, get him! <laughs> get him. <laughs> Might have been Joe Bowen. Rob Ray. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Bowen that said it. Get him, give him, get him, get him, Ty, get him! He said something. Give it to him, Ty. Like, he was so happy, like, that the guy was going to get beat up. Uh, <laughs> remember Rob Ray? Really attacked a fan, hardcore. Once a fan ran on the ice, Rob Ray killed him. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Shout out to Mark Trestman. Mark Trestman, new head coach of uh, the Tampa XFL team. Yeah, good for him. Now uh, happy for him. Yeah, he's now coached in the NFL, the CFL, and uh, now the XFL uh, as well. Um, all right, uh, so we're with Jeff Nadu, big man on campus. We're talking about that uh, that crazy Turkish uh, slash scene <laughs> that I just discovered uh, a couple of minutes ago. That's some whacked out stuff, but. Let's get into the college basketball. So, college conference uh, tournaments, they start tonight, uh, big man, or at least the Horizon League. There's another one that starts tomorrow, right? Which is the one that starts tomorrow? Um, do you know you what, got what uh, Horizon, Big South, and uh, Patriot tonight. You got uh, OBC and any. Oh, does the Patriot tomorrow, tonight start tonight, too? Patriot and Big South, yeah. Really, huh? I've been so focused on the Horizon. Um, so, speaking yeah, of which. Couple. Two games in the Horizon League. Um, that's one of Cam's big right state Raider fan. That's that's Cam's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love it. They're Ain't laying Ohio, seven and baby. a half tonight. I like uh, I like Wisconsin Green Bay tonight. Just you know they're playing at home. So talk to us about these two Horizon League games tonight. Yeah, I, I think Gabe, you hit it on the head. That's a real good play, and I think a play that I'd make. Uh, with Green Bay, this is a really short price, big basketball. man, for a team like strong, strong home team. Yeah, Illinois, Chicago, yeah, not a great and, road team, right? And one thing I've been keying in on guys lately is I've done a lot of research on experienced teams and their ability to not turn the ball over. If you're experienced, you don't turn the ball over. If you're not experienced, you do turn the ball over. It's very weird, but it makes total sense. This Illinois Chicago team has major turnover problems. Green Bay played them real well, beat them this year already. They're at home. This team, I, I, I just, I, UIC doesn't do much for me. I don't like their front court. They really don't have much of a front court. And they're real dependent. They, they for, forget how to shoot sometimes. I like Green Bay. If I had to play them, I would, I would take a shot here at home. I think they're the better team. Uh, they've really played pretty good defense lately. Um, the other game, uh, great state should, should cruise. Uh, I don't have much on that one. I, I didn't have much on either of these games, but I had to play it. I would definitely look towards Green Bay. I like the price. Two and a half is a good one. Could be a little, listen, it could be a little bit of a trap cam, right? Laying seven and a half uh, in that game with Wright State. I think it, it is going to be a little bit of a battle. Um, you know, Indiana, Purdue are a scrappy team. But Wright State and Northern Kentucky, guys, pretty much the class of the horizon uh, this year. Wouldn't you be shocked, Big Man, if these two teams are playing in the final? Well, the, the only reason I wouldn't would be shocked is it, it always every year this tournament's a complete mess. I mean, someone always randomly wins, like Milwaukee or someone crazy. But I think Northern Kentucky would be my choice. I, I like Wright State, but I just think Northern Kentucky's better on both sides of the ball. I, I think – yeah, it would it would be real surprising this year if someone else found a way because everyone else is scrappy, like you said. But I don't think any are either good enough. And and both those two teams up at the top have some real nice pieces that I think three or four games in a row they're going to be hard to beat. 
Now listen, I follow the Horizon League, but I can't. I, I don't. I can't tell you about South Carolina Upstate and Charleston Southern, and their, and their conference tournament camp. Uh, Holy Cross and Lafayette. I know them. It's a but uh, pick them straight. Anything pick else? For, yeah, I, what, I, I uh, like Holy La- Cross, Lafayette. I like Lafayette. I think at home up in Easton, PA, I think they're a good spot tonight. Holy Cross, if you know anything about them, they've had the same coach for many years, Bill Carmody. Bill Carmody is kind of a perfectionist with the zone defense. Their three-point defense has been shocking this year. And if this Lafayette team, which if you know anything about them, they fire away from three. Their coach is all about the three. They're at home. They have a quick advantage in this game. I think if they can play good enough defense, Holy Cross isn't going to wow you on offense. I think Lafayette's worth to look at home tonight uh, uh, against uh, the Crusaders of Holy Cross. Let's take a look at some of the teams that are on the bubble here uh, right now. Yeah. We've got uh, Minnesota's on the bubble tonight versus Purdue. Uh, Alabama and uh, Auburn, not just a big game uh, on the gridiron. Uh, but a big game uh, as far as the tournament uh, is concerned, uh, too, tonight. Alabama versus Auburn at 9 o'clock on ESPNU. And Oklahoma and uh, Kansas. Oklahoma have won three of their last uh, four games. Um, they get uh, Kansas uh, tonight. Uh, what do you make of the bubble watch tonight, big man? Yeah, I think I think Alabama's intriguing. You guys look at Auburn. We all know that their main game is they love the three. I mean, they're one of the more – potent three-point shooting teams in the country but you look at it home 42 percent tonight on the road on the season 34 percent from three they're basically eight percent worse on the road than at home alabama desperately needs this game i think that's worth probably look minnesota i'm not interested in i think we should just maybe understand at this point maybe this team just isn't that good maybe rich patino should be be fired at this point they've lost six of eight i'm not really looking to bet into them um the other game, uh, Oklahoma, I would lean Oklahoma. They're 18-8 against the spread this year. They've been pretty solid at home. Kansas still not fully healthy. And, I mean, we're at the point now where if Kansas lose tonight, they will not win the regular season Big 12. I think that would be kind of a, a very definitive point to this team. Just, this isn't the same Kansas team as normal. That They're hobbled. They're injured. They're just not as good as normal. It wouldn't surprise me if Oklahoma get it done. But if I had to play, I'd look towards Alabama. I think they're in a pretty good spot. They're usually very good at home in Coleman. Big man, I got to ask you, and like probably not a popular game, but in your backyard, St. Joe's, Rhode Island. It's just one. I just try to find like these traps and weird lines, and I go on the, a lot of message boards, and oh, St. Joe's, St. Joe's, St. Joe's. Well, yeah, St. Joe's is at home laying two and a half. Can, can you make a case for Rhode Island? Because it seems like the the whole world just thinks St. Joe's is an absolute lock. And I got to give Rhode Island a lot of credit, despite being pummeled most of the year. They went into Dayton and won outright over the weekend. Yeah, which which has been weird because like Rhode Island is the thing I like about St. Joe's. They, they always have injuries. They're at home here. They're not the best team in the world. But you know, one thing I love about them, Phil Martelli's teams don't turn the ball over. They don't do little things to hurt themselves. Cam Rhode Island, they're not just the, they're the worst team in the country from three three fifty three out of three fifty three. They're not even. They're one of the more historically bad three point shooting teams we've ever seen. They're a hideous team from three. They're very dependent on creating in the half court. I think St. Joe's, if I had to look the way I'd look the way, I don't really know much of a case for it, Island, especially off a big win. Um, this team's let people down all year. They have no real front court. They're very guard-reliant. Um, I, I don't – this is nowhere near the Rhode Island team we saw last year. Plus, they're bad from the free throw line. 
uh, I don't really have much interest in, in the Rams at all. You know, speaking of big wins, and always that classic letdown after the fact. We saw it with the after St. John's when they had the big win against Villanova. And speaking of craziness in Turkey, college basketball was pretty intense, guys, with uh, with Nevada and Utah State after the game, if you saw Oh, yeah. You see the video but after in the tunnel? The Caroline guy smashed the, smashed the glass. And you know, they were melting off. The coaches were melting off at the cops. And, uh, yeah, pretty uh, – Pretty heated scene. But you got Utah State going on the road. I know Colorado State blow big, man, but are they really terrible? Because like, just from a from a classic letdown perspective, that was a pretty intense game for the Aggies the other night. Now they're in Colorado State. You know, with that win, they know they're getting in the tournament. I guess, you know, it would be bad if they lost this game tonight. But that was a pretty, you know, what do they call it? Quadrant one wins. That was a big-time win for them against Nevada the other night, but it is a big letdown spot tonight against Colorado State. Yeah, you're, it is, definitely is. The problem is Colorado State are so bad on defense. It's hard to ever back them. I actually kind of like the over in this game. That was a little low. Carvacho, the kid for Colorado State, best rebounder in the country, terrific player. I think he could maybe keep them in this game early. Generally, when you have a letdown, your defense is the first that goes. Uh, I think we could see plenty of points in this game. Colorado State never really give up, and you got to hope you're hoping if you're Utah State and you're betting this game, you're hoping Utah State's just up 20 and they're just wanting running regular offense, which I think will be what we see here. We'll see a little garbage time late. 144 and a half seems a bit low here. I would look over. Utah State's a real efficient team. I remember, Cab, when I lived in Vegas and used to go to Vegas a lot too, Cab. What used to go see BYU and uh, Jimmy for Dad and UNLV. Yeah. Colorado State were dangerous for a couple of years. They couldn't oh, hit the I know. Three. They, oh, yeah. That's the thing. Colorado State had a run game of three years where they probably put more Wyoming. money in our pockets than any team. They were great. They were tournament teams. Yeah, like they Wyoming very, didn't very blow dangerous. either. Wyoming could play basketball, too. Yeah, it was always – it used to be really tough to go up to Wyoming and Laramie. They've had some real good players of the years, and so has Colorado State. Um, they, they've, that you, this is a real down year for that conference, and that's one of the reasons yeah. long-term I'm not a big Nevada but guy, d- just because – been a doubt decade, uh, big man, <laughs> for that conference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, it, it isn't what it used to be. The Mountain West used no. to be, you know, when BYU being there was a big difference. You and know, and remember in the old days, they had TCU, too. They had BYU and sure. TCU. Then, well, then you had a conference. UNLV, New Mexico, San Diego State. Didn't it was have, a good basketball didn't conference. Didn't they have like, Utah at one point, too, I want to say? I may be wrong, but it, it, it and, and even though you look at San Diego State, they've had kind of a down year as well. So, it, you know, it's really only been Nevada and, and Utah State. Fresno's kind of an average as well. So, yeah, it's been a bad year for the conference. And it's a good you know, point. I think that's bad. one thing. Utah's yeah. Sorry, but yeah, Utah's been in a pack Pac twelve for a little while now. Kind of, I think you're right. Were they in the Mountain West before? I want to say they were. Maybe the mid two thousands or something. Because I sort uh, I of remember, yeah, didn't Utah, didn't they used to always play Boise State in football? Like, were yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because I want to say when, when Rick Rick Majerus was the coach there years ago, and I, I remember, yeah. like, when Keith Van Horn was at Utah, I want to say they were in the, the uh, Mountain West, but I might be wrong. And Miller. Miller, Miller, Keith Van Horn. Uh, yeah, they had a lot Andre of Miller. players there. Andre sure. Miller was a great yeah, youth. Yeah. Yeah, Andre Miller. Speaking of futures, though, guys... for the tournament, which 
We're gonna sorry, Cam. Yep. Gonna, what do you got, Cam? What game? I'll get to the future. After. I was just gonna ask quickly, big man, a game that's flying under the radar. Virginia Tech, Florida State, great ACC battle, two top uh, twenty teams. What do you think about this one? Florida State laying four and a half. Yeah, this is a tough one, but I don't know that I see four or four and a half points. I think this is more of a, a closer game, kind of a pick 'em. I, I don't, I, I don't see a four points difference. I'd lean Virginia Tech. They're playing some good best right now, and Florida State, they kind of match up well together. I'm going to lay the four with Texas A&M tonight against South Carolina. I like that one. Uh, te- yeah, Texas A&M would play better basketball. South Carolina, if not, hang in there, big man. We'll blast through a couple of futures. That be- hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Line Up Block Live. I have Gabriel Brenzi throwing it down with Cam Stort. We're in our Weehawken studios overlooking the skyline, a nice-looking skyline tonight of Manhattan. Cam's looking at people outside of his window breaking into his car, and uh, Big Man on yeah. campus is uh, <laughs> looking at a Super Bowl banner flying in the wind of Philadelphia. <laughs> you buy, uh, you're not a Philly fan, but holy crap, man, people are buying a lot of those jerseys. People are eating, eating, eating that stuff up. Um, I'm looking at conference conference tournament uh, odds here right now, futures, and uh, the only one they have up is the West Coast Conference. Gonzaga minus 700, St. <laughs> Mary's plus 450, BYU 30 to one, uh, the Dons 50 to one, Toreros 80 to one, and then blah 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 everyone else after. But uh, I tell you what, guys, Gonzaga plus 750. Not bad odds. Like, Gonzaga is a Final Four caliber team, guys, and we saw that they beat Duke. This could be their year, big man. This could be their year. Like, Gonzaga definitely have a puncher's chance to win the national championship. Yeah, I, I think – I said before the season, I thought if if, if they were going to win one, I thought it would be this year. I think this is the best team he's ever had there. Uh, and they've done most of this without Tilly, who – Looks to be back by the West Coast tournament uh, starting. Yeah, I I love them. I think they do everything at a really high level. I mean, their their front court's unreal. Perkins is playing at a high level. Norvell and they have depth with Crandall. They brought him in from North Dakota. They're just they're fantastic, and they're the one team that's really you know other than Carolina that's really taken it to Duke. I, I like Gonzaga a lot. I, I took them a while ago, but I still think seven and a half, eight to one is still good. A team that I would look at. At around twelve to one, Kentucky. I think they're a one seed in the tournament. I think this is probably the best price you're going to find on them. They're playing really well right now. They're also doing it without their leader, Reed Travis, and that's a big thing for this team. Usually, they're full of young players. Reed Travis is a senior, a guy that keeps, I think, them and holds them together. You know, PJ Washington's playing at a high level. Keldon Johnson, they're they're really good. I, I like that group a lot. If I could just draw out a conference tournament, if you guys can find this, any of the listeners. I think Jacksonville State and the OVC, they're about 6-7-1 to one to win that conference. Belmont and Murray are going to get a lot of love, but they're the only team 
that beat Belmont twice and Murray once. They took it to those two teams. They're really good. They're well-coached. And they have a guy named Jason Burnell that destroyed Belmont and Murray this year. They're a team, I think, that can make a run and win that conference. They're that good. So if you want a conference tournament future, that's a good one. Uh, big man on campus with us at uh, Jeff Nadu, and uh, Jeff's got a big play on the Nevada Air Force game uh, tonight. You can check him out on Twitter for information uh, about that. Just a couple of quick futures before we let you go, and uh, we'll be, we'll see you in Atlantic City. Uh, we'll be in Atlantic mm-hmm. City for the uh, the Friday Saturday, and uh, well Friday and Saturday. I'll probably be pretty uh, worn worn down, hungover, and uh, hopefully rich. <laughs> By the time Sunday, I'll take a helicopter back to Manhattan camp for Atlantic City. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hel- hel- helicopter back. Uh, or you'll take a bus. One of the two. Yeah, or or yeah, or yeah. Most likely the bus. <laughs> That'll be a rough ride back. <laughs> uh, well, pa- hey, but, if you uh, need it, let me know. I'll get I'll get you some money if you need it, yeah. Gabe. No problem. Uh, I, I, I should be all right. I plan on winning. <laughs> well, let me know. Uh, let Tennessee, me know Tennessee's 13-1 to 1, uh, to win the mm-hmm. tournament. No one's really talking about them too much. They're, this is fan duel odds right now. T- Tennessee's 13-1. to 1. Uh, Duke is plus 230. No value there. I'm a Tennessee hater, I don't hater, think they're the going to win. If you're, if you're curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying in either. I don't think teams go from zero to the championship. They'll, you know... They might, you know, they'll lose an elite eight or something. The pressure will. Plus, build. it's kind of it's kind uh, of obvious that Rick Barnes will do something to screw it up, won't he? I mean, he he seems like the guy to do that. And they're a team that's been fairly untested as well. I mean, they've seemingly lost a lot of the step up games that they've had to play late in the season. They beat Gonzaga without Tilly. Uh, they still did lose Kentucky. So yeah, I, I wouldn't buy on them. Texas Tech, you know, twenty-one to one. I don't have an issue with that. They're scary. I tell you what, Michigan. Michigan's not playing their best basketball right now. I know that you know every game is sort of close, but the thing is, Beeline is maybe the best tournament coach for a guy who's never won. You know what I mean? But his, you know, you see him in the Big Ten tournament, you see him in in, in the NCAA tournament, three Final Four appearances in the last seven years, six years, whatever it's been, seven years, and he's just a great, great short. Um, short uh, turnover prepper type of deal. You know, I mean, some guys are better at it than others. It's like, he's just a great tournament coach. You can't discount Michigan at uh, at 16-1, to 1, except as a Michigan fan, you know, we'll get to the Final Four and we'll lose. Or we'll get to the title I would game say and though, we'll lose. I will say one thing on Michigan. I think you made a lot of real good points there. I don't think that's enough for Michigan. I would need like thirty to one to get involved with them. I just it, they don't have that feel this year. They, they're they're very short depth wise, and this is a tournament where if you don't have depth, you will not win. It's that simple. Uh, I know they're real good at preparing for that, but they're also without you know a Derek Walton or or a Zach Irvin. They, they don't have that kind of go to score. I know Simpson's kind of turning into it, but. It's real hard to do, but again, you said it best, Gabe. I mean, there's no better preparer in short game situations than him, but we saw it a couple years ago at SMU when they had Shake Milton and Sterling Brown. They were really good. People loved them long-term. USC beat them in the first game because they had no depth. So you have to have depth in this tournament, and that's why I like a team like UCF. I think UCF's built for this tournament because they have a matchup that no other team has. No one has a seven foot six player in their team. And on quick turnarounds, 
that's going to be real hard to deal with. They're playing really good best right now. If they can find a way in the tournament, I really believe that they're going to be a team that can get to the Sweet 16. I, I think they present a really weird matchup that is going to be tough to, to create, you know, in a day or two. Villanova is actually 70 to 1 right now. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, expect yeah. to see that type of number next to them. Okay, uh, big man, we got to get out of here. We got to get to our plays, our DFS, and uh, everything else in between. Uh, but you can uh, you can find uh, Big Man on Campus on Twitter at uh, Jeff Nadu or punch in Big Man on Campus. Big Man, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. VCU first half, little free play for you guys. Really been cashing in on them in the first half. They've been real good doing that. They can win this tournament tonight, or win the title tonight if they beat uh, a pretty poor George Mason team. I like them early and often against George Mason. Thanks, guys. Have a good VCU one, Big Man. Rams in the first half. Thanks, Big call. Man. It's a big man on uh, campus uh, with us. Uh, VCU Rams in the first half, uh, he says. Yeah, so uh, the tournament's not that far away. I mean, uh, it's Tuesday right now. We're 12 days away from the selection show. 12 days away from selection Sunday. Brackets will be known, and then boom, man, you get that uh, those play-in games on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, essentially, the tournament starts two weeks from tonight. It's Tuesday, right? I lose track of days, but yeah, it's two Me weeks too. from tonight. We'll have the games in Dayton. Perfect. Yeah, no, it's interesting too. And in those in those playoff uh, play-in games, Gabe, there's always that one team. You know what I mean? The team that you least suspect. I remember when they're like, "Oh, pac 12 down this year," and then they go in there and boom, they go to the Sweet 16. There's usually that one team that gets a little mojo and wins a couple games. They won't go too deep, but they'll win. They might win you a couple games, get you some uh, bankroll for the tournament. Happens every year. There's that one surprise team right off the it's bat. True. It's true. The uh, whatever whatever the analysts say, whatever they say, do the opposite. It, it happens. Like I remember when they were so down on the Pac-10, it was like okay, then boom, they won a couple games. It was uh, it's happened like year after year after year. So it's kind of one of those recipes, like Mark Lawrence's uh, beautiful recipe for success for all the things that teams need to win the tournament in the first couple games. Wherever the fade conference is, they'll usually uh, surprise everybody and make a little cash. Yeah, normally the it'll be a major team. A major conference team that's underachieved. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's happened. You know, there's been a, it was a run where where teams that played in the play-in actually made it to like the Sweet 16. I think a couple of years in a row. VCU. Um, you know, that's that. You know, there was uh, maybe it was Arizona State that played in that game. That's the thing. Like a team like Arizona State will probably end up there again, or maybe a Texas or one of those type of teams. You're right, and people don't believe in them, and they think that it's a disadvantage that they played on Tuesday, but it's actually an advantage to play on Tuesday and then not Thursday again because they already have, like, the tournament feel going. You know what I mean? Like, they're looser than the other team. You're playing with house money at this point. The pressure's off because you won a tournament game. So, yeah, it'll uh, yeah, it definitely will keep our eye on that. Um it's, it's it's wide open. You know, a lot of times it's sort of like, ah. Like last year you sort of knew Villanova are really, really tough to beat. Right? This year, Duke are flashy, but they're beatable. Zion Williamson looks like he's going to be back, but they're still beatable. But uh, nevertheless, um, so our NBA lineup, let me rattle this off uh, here. Our NBA lineup. Last, last night uh, was a nice one. Uh, we got 314 points last night. We'll see if we can keep it going. That's uh, good. Tonight, our point guard will be Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. 
um, will be our point guard with uh, with Paul George being out this evening. I always like when uh, it's, let's see, Paul George is still listed as freaking questionable. No, he's out. I told. Decision. No, no, no. He's he's out. He is out. Is he I, I, dur- out. Out. Yep. Dur- during your interview, I, I was talking to you. I think you were uh, somewhere in your uh, in the, your studio. He was out. It is confirmed. He Paul George out tonight. Con- okay. You know what sucks though? I got Terrence Ross in my lineup, and I see he's out uh, now, which he wasn't before. All right. So I got Dennis Schroeder, JJ Redick, Ben Simmons, Dario Saric, Mark Gasol. Marcus Gasol starting now for the Toronto Raptors against Houston. He's going to light it up tonight, $5,700 only. Uh, Darren Collison, $5,500 for the Pacers against the Bulls. Russell Westbrook's going to light the D-Wolves up tonight. And now suddenly I need a new player because Terrence Ross is out. It's always something. Always something, buddy. Eric Gordon. I don't want Eric Gordon. Ugh, this really, really throws my lineup for a loop, bro. <laughs> Oh, it's, oh it's, well, it's a big deal. Oh, it's a big, absolutely huge player, of course. Like, it's going to, yes, that's, it's huge. I don't really have a choice but to go with Eric Gordon. I don't have a lot of time here. All right, so uh, basically, you know, all these players are pretty much uh, optimizer approved as well. So I'm not really just pulling anything out of the hat here. The optimizer didn't love Westbrook. The optimizer's top pick tonight is pretty much Carl uh, Anthony Towns and uh, the best value picks, Ben Simmons. Optimizer loves Ben Simmons, 95% of the lineups. Also likes J.J. Redick a lot. So I got Schroeder, Redick, Ben Simmons, Dario Saric, Marcus Saul, Collison, uh, Eric Gordon, and Russell Westbrook. What do you got on the ice cap? Yeah, on the ice, it's going to be an interesting one, Gabe. We're very, very busy tonight on the ice, and I'm going to start things off with uh, uh, Carolina. Carolina is one of my teams that I think could win tonight, and Sebastian Ajo is a great price, $6,800, guys. And what has he got, uh, basically like an eight-game point streak cooking? Like, this kid's unreal for Carolina, 73 points, and all of a sudden he's averaging four-and-a-half-point DK points. I can expect more Halak in net. Carolina, they'll give up some goals, but they'll score some goals. Probably also look at the over in that hockey game. Kurtz was right. It might be too low. Sebastian Ajo, six. $6,800. Gabe, I like Max Domi. Um, he's one of these guys. He's pretty streaky. He had five points against Detroit for 13 and a half uh, DK points there. And even when he doesn't get points, uh, he has 11 shots on goal in his past two games. That's what I look at when I'm looking for a, a value, a mid-range guy. He's got to do a couple little things too, like more shots on goal you get points for, a couple block shots. Max Domi's that type of player, and he's in a very good matchup against the Kings, so Domi's in. Got to put in Kucherov at Tampa Bay. It's just simply he's the best. Eight DK points against Ottawa, seven and a half against the Rangers. He's averaging 5.4. It's the best in the league. The guy's 106 points in 66 games. Like Nikita Kucherov, he's the MVP right now of Tampa Bay. Versus Winnipeg tonight, he'll want to shine against a good team. Going back to the bread man, Panarin, he's been pretty hot. Five points in his last four games. Starting to play a little bit get better, and I like the fact that he has 12 shots on goal in two of his last three games. Six against Philly, six against the Jets. He's only $6,700, so Panarin is in. Very cheap play tonight. I think the Kings are going to get a couple goals on Montreal. And Dustin Brown's un- uh, underpriced because his team sucks. He's coming off a two-point night, two goals against the Blackhawks, eight and a half points. He's uh, playing pretty well for the Kings. He's only $4,600, way underpriced for Dustin Brown. Now our value defenseman. If you're watching the Tampa Bay Lightning, Eric Cernak has really picked up his game. Seven DK points in his last game for a defenseman. He's getting shots. He's only $3,500 because everybody on this team is amazing. He's getting ice time as well. They're getting confidence. So that's a good, good, very nice value price at 35 Ottawa, we talk about a potential uh, spoiler tonight. The 
Islanders with flu. All their guys dirt cheap tonight on the blue line. Dylan DeMello, one point in his last game, four and a half DK points. He's getting more and more. He played almost 23 minutes of ice time in the last game against Florida. These young guys are getting a chance. Gabe, I'm going with Columbus to win the game. Bobrovsky's been meh. I can't lie. Last couple games, he's been a little bit shaky. Me and Kurtz talked about it with you in the hockey segment with him, but tonight is a must-win game for Columbus in New Jersey. I expect him to show up at $8,000. He's my goalie and an absolute steal tonight in the utility position. Adrian Kempe of the of the Kings, his last game he had two points. I can't believe he's $2,800. I thought he'd be about four grand. so I'm going to slip him in. Montreal and Kings players all cheap tonight. So we're going with Aho, Max Domi at my center position, stud, stud wingers, Kucherov, the breadman Panarin, Dustin Brown on the blue line, Eric Cernak, cheap, DeMello, very cheap, Bob, what about Bob? He's my goalie, $8,000 at Columbus, and Kempe, $2,800. 100 your change, Marenzi, 100. All right, good stuff. We've got to get into the place of the day. We don't have a lot oh, yeah. of time. Sure, yeah, uh, sorry. So uh, we've, ta- yeah, we've talked about all the games. Uh, Bulls Pacers, over 219 points. Bulls Pacers, over 219 uh, they've both been over machines. Raptors are going to win tonight. Minus 150 on the money line. They're going to beat the Houston Rockets. NHL hockey, uh, the public you guys love. We've gotten a ton of responses, like I think up to like 350, 400 now. Uh, like 40% of you like the Jets. I'm taking all the underdogs tonight. Small plays on the Ottawa Senators, plus 260 um, against the Islanders. Winnipeg Jets, plus 170 against the Lethal Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Minnesota Wild, plus 155 at Nashville. New Jersey Devils, plus 210, hosting Columbus. College basketball, three plays. Wisconsin, Green Bay, Moneyline. Uh, Wright State, minus the 7.5. Texas A&M Aggies. I would jump on uh, big men on campuses. VCU first half play, but... I'm loaded up, Cam. No change as you see my account. What you got for us? <laughs> yeah, I'm hockey tonight. Uh, I'm going to take a shot with Carolina as a small dog in Boston tonight, plus 125. I like Columbus in regulation, minus a half puck. I can't lay the big juice. Tampa Bay in regulation uh, to beat the Winnipeg Jets. Ottawa, good call by you, Gabe. I'm going to take the plus one and a half, the plus money. And uh, the Montreal Canadiens at minus 145 on the list. I'm with you with the Raptors. And I'm going to take a shot with Rhode Island, plus two and a half, see if uh, my system is correct. May the winners be yours, Marenzi. Oh, yeah, I think the Golden State uh, the Golden State Warriors are going to cover tonight against the Celtics as well. May the winners be yours, guys.